This is the 4501 Podcast, episode 45, Ensuring Your Electronics in 2020. What have you been doing in Reading? Like, just cow tipping or what? Bringing the Amish? Of course, every, it's like a nightly thing here. Although it's gotten a lot colder, so and and since daylight savings time, it's like a big mess. But yeah, daily cow tipping. Did I tell you that um, when I went to I went to Ocean City probably the first week of October, and I saw a lot of Amish people there. I don't know what they were doing, and it was pretty crazy because it was storming, and um, <laughs> it was like a really bad storm. Actually, the waves are pretty high, and they were just walking to the beach, like just going to the water. And I was very conf- concerned and confused as to why they were doing it. So why were your people walking into a a wavy beachfront with water? My people. Well, uh, and this is Ocean City, you said, in Maryland? This is Ocean City, yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to, again, I think we talked about this before, but they got to be Mennonite if they're they're at the beach. Amish usually don't, don't do that type of thing. Don't swim? They don't swim. They, if they, I, yeah, were they wearing like normal swimsuits like no they're wearing their outfits the traditional like just their Amish clothes outfits. and the hats yeah. yes um yeah I, I can't speak on behalf of my people i, I i'm okay. not sure what those those must have been like outliers in the uh, uh <laughs> in the i don't know tribe <laughs> <laughs> okay and with that welcome to an episode <laughs> episode 45 of the 451 podcast we are not talking about Amish people or Mennonites in this episode. We are actually talking about the complete opposite. We are talking yeah. about uh, ensuring your electronics, specifically your MacBook or your laptop or your uh, I was about cell to say phone, iPhone. iPhone or cell phones. Yeah, yeah. Um, Any, anything that's worth like a substantial amount of money, warranties, and, insurance. And with today's costs of those products, like you will want to insure them to some extent. Yeah, I've been bitten in the butt many times and we'll get into that and i'm sure you have too with not properly or maybe opposite side like you have insured it and you're thankful that you did Um, yeah 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 and so um let's just before we start i need a rant it is absolutely insane that it costs a thousand dollars for a cell phone and if you think about it and to put it that into perspective like a base macbook pro costs like 1500 to two thousand dollars that's a good point yeah so not that that's much absolutely more. absolutely insert uh, and 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 i think like 1100 maybe or 1200 is like some of the newest iphones like the big like with the most like maxed out storage the biggest screen i think they approached yep. that price so it's just like uh, on par pretty much exactly and so um absolutely insane i i, I don't know I mean, obviously, Apple has the pricing power to do it, but like, well, you know, it's it's very frustrating, uh, especially since, you know, if you think about what iPhones used to cost back in when they first came out. I mean, I was the first, I was one of the first people in my friend group to get the iPhone like 3G, mm. and that was only like 400 bucks, and I bought that outright. Yeah, yeah, and now you got the payment plans. 
options at least that you can exactly exactly well so i mean we could talk about that now for iphones typically if you don't buy your phone outright meaning you don't pay for the whole entire upfront cost then uh essentially what the carriers will do is they will let you lease the phone which basically means you pay the thousand dollars over time uh and so like 24 installments of forty dollars or 45 bucks or twenty dollars um and it's like renting and to own, right? Like you exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so there's like a weird thing. Like, do you put insurance on top of like if if, if it's a rental, like even if you damage the phone, you still have to pay for the whole phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still have to continue paying it off, which is outrageous. So at the, I mean, at that point, it kind of makes sense to get the insurance, right? Yeah, exactly. I think. I think. I don't know. Do you have insurance for your iPhone? Uh, so I have, okay, so, okay, so let's talk about the types of insurance you get. Do you want to start with the iPhone? I guess we're, we're already here, so I'm going to Let's well, do right? it, yeah. Okay, okay, so, so for, as far as buying insurance for your iPhone or your cell phone, and I only have iPhones, but you only have had Androids, right? Yeah, never an iPhone. Okay, so for the iPhones, typically what you can do is you can buy, if you're, if you buy your iPhone through an authorized retailer, so like that would be an Apple store or a AT&T store or run store or a T-Mobile store or whatever, um, you can typically buy Apple care and just register that. And as, uh, with the, like the serial number your phone comes with and Apple care will cover like accidental, well, not even accidental. Like it doesn't even cover accidental. It'll cover, um, just like manufacturing defects. So all Apple products come with a one year warranty that covers all like manufacturer defects. If you drop your phone and the the screen breaks, that's you still have to pay for that. If you fall into a lake, like I have, <sighs> and um, your With phone's your in phone? your pocket, oh, and it's God. water damage, you have to pay for that. Um, but at the same time, if your phone just breaks and you bring it to the Apple Store and they say, "Oh, you, you like it's broken," like they they will cover that. And so. If it's, I guess if it's the term is if it's preventative, it's not covered. Um, but so, on the flip side of that, you could get insurance through your phone company. So like you can buy insurance through AT and T or Verizon or um, like T Mobile. Do you have that, Tony? Uh, no, I don't have anything like that. Um, but I do have some type of insurance for for my cell phone, which I'll get into, which is really unique opportunity that I think a lot of people could take advantage of. Okay, which is okay. so so before we get that let's go over the like the cell phone stuff and yeah so basically for 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 cell phone insurance plans through your carrier you basically play a pay like pay like a monthly premium and like i think it's like eight bucks a month or something and basically if your phone gets stolen or lost or broken you actually instead of going to the apple store you go to your like carrier store like a Verizon store or a T-Mobile store or whatever, and you just show them that your phone is broken and then they will give you a new phone or whatever because you have insurance associated with that phone. Um, I'm not quite sure if it covers like cracked screens. I don't think it actually does. Um, and if it does, you actually probably have to pay per, like a, some sort of uh, flat rate free for that. But overall, if you lose your phone, if it's stolen or, or if it just gets broken again, um, it's probably a better. I've always I've had Apple Care and I've also had um, like carrier insurance. Let's call it, and I actually find the carrier insurance to be a lot more. Um, it has better coverage than the Apple Care. More comprehensive. 
So, so Mark, I think um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the difference here, but there's something called Apple Care Plus now, that which is different from Apple Care, and that is um, it covers those type of incidents like a cracked screen or other type of damage like water damage or even like theft and loss. But like you mentioned before, with the carriers, that does have a deductible. Um, and I'm looking here right now at like Apple.com about Apple Care Plus, and while it's like um, anywhere from ten to fifteen dollars per month, you're gonna still have a deductible of twenty dollars, or I mean, sorry, I'm tw- twenty nine dollars for screen damage, like a cracked screen, or a hundred dollars for like getting it wet or any other thing that's not wrong except for the screen. Yeah, so you'll still have to pay regardless. Yeah, yeah. So you're paying the, you're paying the the premium, the the duck, the what is it, the monthly premium, the monthly rate. Yeah, and then a deductible on top of that per incident. But what's the max? And so that, but that's the max you're gonna have to pay, right? So like, if you break your, if you fall into the lake, like you'll have to pay three hundred dollars, and that's it. You won't have to pay like a thousand for a brand new phone. Right, right. So you're over the course of what I, I think Apple Care Plus only goes for like two or three years, and then yep. you're on your own. Um, but during that time, you'll pay like Mark said, an additional two hundred to three hundred dollars plus your deductible for your incident, which. At the end of the day, you're paying up to four hundred dollars for a new phone, which is a lot less than the thousand. So yeah, it's it's really I mean, it's an extended warranty. It's insurance. It's kind of the same thing, I think, right? Like a warranty versus insurance. It's like a I don't know a blurry line in my opinion. Yeah, I'm sure the, the there's the difference between a warranty and insurance. Um, mm. is probably just it's all jargon. Right? Yeah. but yeah. in essence it's the same thing i think it's just what a warranty is technically what you get when you buy the phone whereas insurance is maybe like supplemental if that makes any sense no yeah you're Since right you're adding that on yeah because there's definitely a big difference between like manufacturer's warranty and this type of accidental coverage yep yep and so um you can what's great about apple i think is that I'll talk to you about my experiences with Apple Care. I actually, uh, prior to buying insurance for my phone through the carrier, I actually bought Apple Care through my first few iPhones, actually. Like, I think I got an iPhone 3G or iPhone 3, whatever it was called at the time. I've had a, every single iteration from like 3 to 8. Oh, wow. and I haven't, I haven't had a 10, and I may get an 11 because I think we're switching carriers, but like from 3 to 8, I've, I've had an iPhone and I remember early in those years, probably cause I got it when we were in college, actually probably freshman year, I got my first iPhone and brought it. Um, and that's back when AT&T was the exclusive carrier of iPhone, just FYI. Um, I remember I bought Apple care on it, uh, kind of reluctantly too, but at the time it was only like 70 bucks, um, for the extended warranty essentially. And, um, it, I, at the time what happened was, uh, my phone broke like a couple times. Like I think the first time the screen broke, like the the screen fried on me, and it wasn't my fault. It was like definitely a manufacturer's thing. And then the second time my speaker fo- broke, like like the iPhone on that model had two speakers at the bottom, and one of them just stopped working. And so I brought it back to the Apple Store, and they just gave me a brand new one. Like they looked at it, they're like, "Okay, yeah, it's covered. Like we'll get you a brand new one. Here you go." That's and nice. so like. After that, I bought Apple Care pretty much until probably like the six 
or something. And then I started going on carrier insurance. Okay. Okay. And have you had to use your carrier insurance to like make a claim for any accidents? Now, so I don't even think you need to make a claim per se. I think you literally just go into the carrier store and just say like, my phone's broken. Can you look at it? And if it's broken and they can't fix it, then they'll just give you a new one on the spot. Mm. Okay. Okay. I see. Um, the the reason I, I use that terminology, like make a claim, and I kind of alluded to this before, was because of this, this cell phone insurance that I have through my credit card. And this isn't the Chase Sapphire Reserve, which we talk about quite frequently on here. It's actually the REI credit card. And I don't know if I even talked to you about this, Mark, but um, the way this works is as long as you pay your monthly cell phone bill on your REI credit card, any phones that are part of that cell phone bill are covered for any accidental damage or theft. Okay, so you mean you, mean you pay the your cell phone bill on correct this credit card. on okay. this credit card, and uh, you know as long as you have that that payment on there, you're gonna be covered for anything that happens to it. So I was skeptical at first, but it ended up like a couple months ago. My sister, she dropped her phone, shattered her screen, and the phone had a value of like four hundred, five hundred dollars. And she took it to a place to get it fixed, like the screen. They gave her a quote, like it's going to cost a hundred bucks. So we submitted all that information into a claim into the credit card company. And they came back and said, okay, we'll pay for it. Go ahead and get it fixed. She took it to the uh, the place to get it fixed. I think it was like one of those like I fix it stores at a mall or something. And they took a deeper look at it now that she was going to like go through with it. And they told her, I'm sorry, we can't fix this. This is like some weird Chinese phone. We don't have the the proper equipment to do it. So we went back, supplemented the claim with that information, and they just ended up sending us a check for 500 bucks to cover the cost of buying a new phone. So I was- Oh, wow, that's really, that's cool. Super impressed with that, yeah. And the thing about it is it's 100% free, right? I'm not paying anything- I'm not paying a monthly premium for this insurance. All I'm doing is paying my monthly cell phone bill with that. So you're covered for up to like, I think three or four lines, which is amazing. Yeah. And so with that being said, and you uh, knocking on the Chase Sapphire Reserve, uh, (laughs) I do think the Chase Sapphire Reserve has some sort of uh, purchase protection built in. Um, But I guess we should, it's different than this in this case. And so for the Chase Sapphire Reserve, I believe you would have had to buy the cell phone outright. It's not the same as like, oh, the cell phone charges are going to your credit card. We'll cover it. I think if you're going to actually, like if if your phone broke and you paid with it through the Sapphire Reserve, you would have had to buy the whole entire phone outright. You can't go through this leasing option. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So like instead of it being like a spell, like because it's not a cell phone specific price protection. It's, It's like a item protection. And so it can it can work on anything as long as you buy it outright. Okay, and is that is that the same thing like for if you crack your screen, it'll it'll cover you for that? Yeah, I think I think if you're well, I don't know actually I've never I've never done <laughs> it before, but I'm pretty sure like all, it's the same idea. You just file a claim and just say like this happened, yeah. I bought it on this day with this credit with this credit card, and send them all the same stuff, and either they'll say okay, get it fixed or not. 
Yeah, so I think the bottom line is like if you do have a credit card or if you're interested in a credit card, they have all these different features like extra benefits, which which some of them are really really useful, like like the ones we're talking about. Yep. Yep. Um, and so and and also let's just be clear, like if you are going for like an iPhone or like these new Samsung phones, uh, I'm not quite sure. Like, so how reliable do you think the like if you get a cracked screen, for instance, how reliable do you think those kind of th- third-party kiosks them all are because from what i understand if you don't go to like an authorized apple um fixer or whatever you call them mechanic i don't know what you call them Uh um like you're the the potential for those third parties to screw up your the fixing of your phone is is actually kind of high with these new high-tech screens like these new oleds like like what would happen if your galaxy fold broke and you went to a third party like they wouldn't know what to do yeah, kind of like yeah, like with my sister, they didn't really know what to do. Uh, yeah. But but okay, so don't get me started with um, authorized Apple fixers or stores or whatever, because uh, I one of the reasons we're talking about this topic this week is because my MacBook got water damage recently. Actually, on the way home from Taiwan, I had it in the laptop compartment of my book bag, and my water bottle spilled out. A few ounces of water and then got underneath and into the motherboard and ended up burning it and like an electrical burn and now the power doesn't work and it's completely dead so I took it to Apple they said that it's going to cost $1,400 for them to send it off to their repair shop and fix it and get it in working condition again because I don't have Apple Care or Apple Care Plus so, so if you had Apple Care Plus, would that have been covered or just regular Apple Care? I think it would have probably been covered, but with a, one of those deductibles that we talked about. I'm not sure. Gotcha. I, I didn't gotcha. get into it because I didn't have it. But anyway, so I, I wanted a second opinion. Like, I'm like, this can't be the end if Apple can't fix it. Or, I mean, they can fix it, but for such a high price, there's got to be another option. So I went to a local computer repair shop and they confirmed the water damage and they said that they could fix it for much cheaper. Actually, only like $500 instead of $1,400. And um, I, through, going through this process, I learned a ton about how Apple restricts their um, uh, technicians, I guess, to yeah, that's a good idea. Yep. On, only certain uh, people, right? Pretty much... Somebody told me this, one of the computer guys that I was talking to locally here, they said, unless you sell like $10 million worth of Apple products per year, you're not going to have access to these parts from Apple. They're not going to let you buy them. And that's like Apple controls the entire manufacturing process and who has access to them. So that's why you can pretty much only get your uh, stuff fixed through an Apple authorized retailer but the thing is there are people who are very interested in the like low level type of repairs for these apple computers that they're very knowledgeable about that and they can actually do like these component level like are going to replace this transistor that blew or this capacitor that blew um so that's how i'm going to go around this whole like apple uh you know the, the whole all these brick walls that they put up about how to get their getting stuff fixed. I'm going to go around that through a local guy who can fix it at a component level for much, much cheaper. 
Oh, okay. Um, so two things. So this kind of reminds me of like Tesla, uh, how Tesla goes about fixing their cars. Because essentially Tesla does the same thing. They, they control the whole entire manufacturing process. And so um, the if you were like Tesla gets damaged um, and you get sent to like a Tesla authorized body shop, your car could be there from like one month to like, like a couple weeks to like a couple months. And the reason for that is because Tesla has all these parts, but at the same time, um, they only have a limited number and they're actually very cognizant about, about controlling, you know, where their parts get sent to. And so, um, if you ever buy a Tesla, make sure you go to an authorized Tesla, uh, mechanic, uh, for, or body shop or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you're, but you're totally right. And I think Apple does control their, their supply chain very well. Um, and very, very strictly. Um, I remember that I was watching like a Linus tech tip tip, tech tips youtube video about them breaking uh the screen for the new imac pro or something like that they broke it they broke a screen for like a new imac Uh and they're trying to get a replacement screen for that um and they couldn't get it (laughs) because apple was so restricted on their uh replacement parts and also it appears that the like if if you're if you're an af athel if you're an apple authorized vendor you have to also need to be very particular about how you go about doing dis- business because if Apple doesn't like it, then they'll just revoke your verification mm. and then you're like out of luck. Like you can't do anything about that. Yeah, that's so true. I could see that happening for sure. It's um yeah, it's if if you buy into that like uh, I guess ecosystem, the Apple ecosystem, you have to like be cognizant of that that that's what you're getting into. And uh, in in cases like mine, where I have a, a water damaged MacBook Pro, your options are limited, um, for sure. So yeah, yeah. And I will say, I, I my my screen has I broke my screen on my laptop too. Like um like my MacBook Pro, it fell one time, and it fell on the screen, and it shattered the screen. And I I think I called you for this too. I was like, yeah, didn't you? Didn't you fix it yourself? Yeah, I fixed it myself um, because a it was out of warranty already, um, and basically uh, like screens are easy to fix. Um, mm-hmm. iFixit.com has a, like a schematic about how to do it. Um, iFixit.com for for those of you who don't know what iFixit is, um, they basically break down a lot of different electronics like like iPhones or MacBook Pros or Mac Minis or iMacs or whatever. They literally break it down to a component level. And it's a step-by-step guide of how to fix it. And now we're getting to an iPhone fixing yeah. <laughs> podcast. But um, but yeah, if you, they'll show you how to repair it and replace RAM and stuff like that. Um, but like I was able to do that without a warranty, and it only cost me, I guess, a uh, hundred bucks for the screen. And basically, I just bought a replacement screen. I installed it myself, and that's it. But but, but this goes to show you that if you're going through Apple and they're fixing services, it is hella expensive. Like if I had insurance, I, I would I would not worry about this whatsoever. But you know, obviously, insurance like warranties run out, and insurances aren't maintained forever. Yeah, that's for sure. At some point, it's going to be the end of life of your product, and you're probably going to want to buy a new one anyway. But that that's a good point to consider when you are buying tech, high high expensive technology like this. Um, you want to look at the warranty to see how long it's really good for like the warranty essentially says 
when the end of the life of the product is from the manufacturer's perspective. So that's, I mean, in one year is very short, right? You're spending $1,000 for a product that's supposed to quote unquote last one year. Yep. That That's a, that's a scary thought. Yep. Yep. So, um, uh, another kind of like t- taking a turn here, but along the same lines, did you know that they have, uh, drone insurance for, yes, I, I did actually, <laughs> but you didn't know that before you crashed yours. Uh, that's between me and you, but (laughs) now my episode. Yes. Um, so, so I will put this out. So, uh, are you talking about DJI care or whatever it's called? Yeah. DJI care. Yep. So DJI care came out like probably a couple months after I bought my drone and crashed my drone. Oh no. Unfortunate. So, so, (laughs) so for those of you that don't know, DJI has a warranty plan or or service. I forget. Is it monthly installments or is it just one upfront cost? I think it's up I think front. So, but I think it's just one like a hundred dollar upfront cost. Yeah, and it and, and it's an extended warranty essentially. And I forget how long it covers. Do you know how long it covers? No, I'm not sure. Um, I could try to find it while we're talking though. Nah, it's all right. It's all right. I think it's yeah. not that. It's not forever. It's like <laughs> it's only like two or three years, I think. Yeah. Um, but basically, it's it's kind of like how your Apple Care Plus works. You basically instead of fifteen dollars a month, it's like a hundred dollars upfront. And oh, I do know the restrictions on this though. So if you crashed your drone, uh, in any manner, like if it if it blew up or <laughs> if you crashed into water, it actually only covers the replacement of two drones. Yeah. And so two if you crash right? it, so so if you crash it once, they'll fix it. If you crash twice, they'll fix it. But after that, they won't fix it anymore. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a specific deductible. So I think yeah. for water damage, it's like three hundred dollars, and anything else, it's like a hundred and something. Um. But you still have to pay out of pocket. Yeah, yeah, it's you're not. Yeah, the insurance is like not once and done. I mean, you gotta pay that deductible, which is still better than buying a new one. I think no matter how you add it up, you're essentially getting three drones for that additional premium, right? Well, it well, depends on the drone you're buying, right? Like that's this always goes back to to the we always go back to upfront cost versus recurring costs. Yeah. Yeah, what do we we talked about that last week, right? With the the NASAs. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and also, we talked about warranties last year, last week, last episode with the NASAs too. Oh my God, and look so, at us! Yeah, and so <laughs> we're very cyclical on the Forty Five One podcast. Um, and so, if you don't want us to be cyclical anymore, uh, tweet us at the Forty Five One podcast or send us an email at the Forty Five One podcast at gmail dot com. That's right. We'll be waiting. Or. Tony at the 451 podcast.com or Mark at the 451 podcast.com. I still have to teach you how to sign into your email. <laughs> okay. You probably have so all many right. emails. From who? All our listeners. Oh, yeah, you're right. All right. Well, if I have any emails that are of interest, I will read them in next week's episode. Um, <laughs> but in any case, yeah, drone insurance. I would highly suggest if you buy a, well, A, if you bought like a Mavic Pro or a Mavic Pro 2 or a Mavic Zoom or like a DJI phantom four pro or something like that you're not listening to this podcast like thank you for listening uh you can stop listening now but if you if you're like just an enthusiast actually you know what even if you were buying those mavic pros like obviously you're probably you probably have bought them already but if you're thinking about buying it like a like a mavic air or mavic mini that's kind of like the borderline of if like buying uh drone insurance because honestly 
the Mavic Mini is now four hundred dollars. It's a brand new drone that got announced in October of twenty nineteen, um, and the Mavic Air has been around. It's a step up above that for like six hundred bucks, and so th that's kind of like the limit of what I would say like buy insurance because at that point, if you spend hundred dollars for the insurance up front, and then another three hundred dollars if it goes to the water, it's four hundred dollars already, and then you could buy a brand new Ma Ma uh, Mac Mini. DJI Mavic Mini for that price. And so, like, it, it's right around that area where, like, you don't feel like you need insurance because you just outright buy a new one. Um, but, yeah. again, that's, that's, like, your perspective. Isn't that funny how drones are getting, like, cheaper while um, phones are getting more expensive? Yeah, I mean, but if you think about it, there's tons more. There's tons more in a phone than there is in a drone. Like, Drones, the, the future of drones is miniaturization and better camera. And so the future of cell phones is better wireless connectivity and higher resolution t screens. Yeah. You're, uh, it, so it does. obviously the better resolution screens cost more money to maintain. And then the wireless connectivity is probably like the antennas in them probably have, are more expensive than, than what they used to be. Yeah. I, I keep hearing this is completely off topic, but I keep seeing things advertised for like 5G. I think that's yeah. So 5G's here, soon. man. 5G's here. It's here. Is it? Do they have? Uh, it well, it's not in Reading, obviously, because you don't <laughs> even have 100 like megabit internet. But like, <laughs> um, it's like all the major cities should have 5G by now, or parts of them. Um, but like 5G, apparently, you can get 300. Like this is wireless too, so this is like your phone can pull 300 megabits per second, which is insane. Like nice. right now your phone probably can only pull maybe 50 to a hundred, like on 4g you think? Uh, yeah, I should do a speed test. Yeah, probably though. But like, this is how fast 5g is. 5g is so fast that Verizon actually has a new Wi-Fi, like wireless emitter that you can put up on your roof or inside a window. You can put it inside your house and that can actually work as your home internet, which is insane to me. Yeah. So, like you, don't so have, long, you don't need to be hardlined into like a telephone service anymore. That's, yeah, that's the future. Wireless yeah. internet everywhere. Wireless Blanketed. everything. Yeah. If, if, and like once I buy a house and, and Wi-Fi becomes more existent everywhere, like I feel like that's the way to go. Um, if you're yeah. gaming, don't do that. You always want a hardwire connection. The ping, is, <laughs> the ping on Wi-Fi on 5G is probably going to be insanely high. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be some lag for sure until yeah. 6G. But <laughs> until that's a topic 6G. topic for another podcast, I think. Yeah. And so so what uh what's your final takeaway since you've done most of the research on uh ensuring your electronics in 2020? What's your final takeaway? What's your final recommendation to our listeners that are ensuring they're going to go out, they're going to go to State Farm, they're going to go to DJI, they're going to ensure everything now. <laughs> what is your final takeaway? Yeah, for sure. So um, I think based on my experience and how many times I've been, you know, bit in the butt with this type of thing, uh, extended warranties, insurance, all those things are very much so worth it, especially when you're buying these expensive pieces of electronics. What about you, Mark? Um, I think let's, I, well, let's, let's, here's my perspective. Let's go through kind of our main electronics and say, let's agree or disagree whether or not we need this insured. Okay. Mm, mm, Cell okay. phone insured. Yes. Yeah, I would say yes too. Drone insured, yes or no? A hundred percent. I would say no. 
If it's if it's expensive, Joe, not the Mavic Mini, not the new one. Okay, fair enough. Yes, uh, yes. If it's expensive, uh, computer like laptop, yes or no? I'm gonna have to say yes. I'm gonna say no on that one for reals. If if you're like uh, if your laptop resides mostly in your your house, then it's probably fine to just you know. It's protected and all that stuff. But for me, like, I'm traveling a lot, and I, I just, it's exposed to a lot more, like, risks. So I think if I would get a new one, I would insure it. So if you're risky, yes. If you're risky, yes. Do you so take a lot ris- of risks? If you're a risky person, you should say yes to all of those. <laughs> that, that's, I mean, this all comes down to, we're, we're trying to wrap up the episode, but it all comes down to, like, psychology and your risk tolerance and everything. Um, if you're one that is more likely to insure versus one who is not. Yeah, man. But I, I mean, I, I have zero health. In- <laughs> I live my <laughs> life on zero health insurance and zero, 100% risk 24-7. Oh, my God. You're such a badass. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I have I have, I have coverage. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy. Me, it'd be illegal if I didn't have coverage. Um, Actually, it's not. It, 20, 2019, you don't need it. Did you know? Oh, that? that's right. That's right. Thank you, yeah. Donald Trump. Uh, yes. but, I, but you still get health insurance because you need your flu shot. Absolutely. Get your vaccinations. All right. Um, let's wrap this up. Uh, but overall, get insured. Get insured and get insured often. Is that your final takeaway? Uh, yes. Uh, let's say that. Yep. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, and also, uh, it is actually open enrollment season for health insurance. But <laughs> That's a good uh, reminder. Yeah. And I mean, so get get your health insurance benefits in if you are a working person that gets health insurance. It's important. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, well, thank you for listening to this episode of the 451 podcast on insurance. Tony, can you insure us out of here? Insure, can, Tony, can you ensure that we have a good closing that you don't screw up? Yes, as long as you pay the premium, I will. I will pay the it. premium right now as long as you don't screw us up. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to this week's episode of the 451 podcast. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode. Please follow us on Twitter at the 4501 Podcast to keep up with the latest news and events. If you have any suggestions for episodes or would like to contact us, shoot us an email at the 4501 podcast at gmail.com.